This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, welcome back. I'm Jeff. And I'm Patty. And as we travel in our RV, we meet a lot of people. And most will tell us not only about the great places like national parks, Alaska, and stuff like that, but also about those unusual roadside attractions. Oh, there's so many of them. Oh, yeah. You see signs from like Wall Drug yeah. in South Dakota. How many signs for Wall Drug do you see along you the imagine highway? imagine how many billboards they must have? Oh, my God. Gosh, it's unbelievable. How about the biggest ball of twine? Now, I guess there's, what, four or five of those? Yeah, there's like four different ones because they're all different kinds. That's crazy. Yeah. about Uranus chocolate? We finally stopped there. Yeah. That was okay. Yeah, it was just okay. Uh I mean, it was a big uh, chocolate store with all kinds of stuff. Right. But, you know, a tourist attraction. Largest roadrunner in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Remember that one? Yeah, that was pretty cool. He was made out of a bunch of recycled... Yeah, um, all sorts of junk. All kinds of things. You could see a spatula in there. It was... Oh, just all kinds of stuff. Just crazy, you know. But people stop and they look at that stuff. Yeah, it's fun. So anyway, we came up with... 10 roadside attractions that are unusual that we think you ought to stop at. Yeah. Some of which we've been to, uh-huh. some of which we have not been to. Right. All right, let's start with number one. Okay, number one is the Beer Can House. Now, this is in Houston, Texas. The Beer Can yeah. House. <laughs> what is this? It's five bucks to go through it, right? Yeah. And... It's made of what fifty thousand? Yeah, he's, beer cans. He covered his whole house in fifty thousand beer cans. Wow! And the yard has all kinds of stuff in it too. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, it's really amazing. Uh-huh. It took him like eighteen years to do this. Oh, no kidding! Yeah. I wonder what the neighbors think of that. I know. Oh my! He's got garlands hanging from the house. They're made of cut beer cans, and uh-huh. they, they hang from the roof edges, and and you know, so when the wind blows, can you imagine the noise oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Right. there you have it yeah and it's only open on saturdays and sundays if you've ever been from to the to beer five. can house in houston we'd like to hear from you yeah what's number two on our list number two is cadillac ranch oh in amarillo texas yeah now that's in texas also that's in amarillo and we have stopped there yes that was what created in 
1974. And it consists of 10 Cadillacs. Mm -hmm. Those Cadillacs are like from 1949 to 1963, and they're buried nose first in the ground, the tail fins sticking up. It's amazing At an angle, Uh in a cow pasture. Right. You can see it from I-40, but you have to get off and go on the service road to get to it. Yeah, and there's plenty of places to park. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they were used cars, junk cars, and I, I guess a couple of architects and an art student who was going to Tulane University, Mm -hmm. they came up with the idea and they found a millionaire in Texas. His name was Stanley Marsh III. And they told him about their idea. He liked it. Uh Uh-huh. He went with it. And there they are. Yeah. Now, the sad thing about it is they're all painted with graffiti now. Well, they encourage that. Right, I know. They They actually sell the paint there. They sell the paint there. There's a vending truck there that sells spray paint Mm -hmm. so you can buy it. But also, when we were there, when people were done with their cans, they just threw them on the ground. Oh, I know. Oh. Yeah, that's why they are. But yeah. I guess over the years, they have painted them different colors. They painted them all white for a movie mm-hmm. because a movie wanted to be filmed there. So, yeah, you never know what you're going to see when you go to the Cadillac Ranch in Amarillo, Texas. That's right. It's funny to stop there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Number three is... Oh. The Rock in the House yeah. in Spring Green, Wisconsin. This is just west of Madison. Uh-huh. You know, you drive along cliffs and you look at rocks up on the cliffs and you think, gee, what if one of those ever fell? Yeah. Well, guess what? It did. A 55-ton boulder rolled down a hill on April 24th, 1955, and crashed into Maxine and Dwight Anderson's house. (laughs) Nobody got hurt. No. (laughs) But guess what? They just left it there. Well, how are you going to move that? I know. You know, and... You'd uh, have to blow it up. Oh, you do, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like a disc-shaped rock. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Well, 55 tons is huge. So a local real estate investor, he had just bought a lumber yard nearby. So somebody said to him, well, maybe you should buy the house with the rock in it, too. So he did. Mm -hmm. Now, for years, this house was an attraction. It was unstaffed, but people could come in and pay $2, you know, it was an honor system. They come in, they paid their $2, look around and go. And see the rock in the bed. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But what happened was it got vandalized. People stole the money and destroyed the property. Oh, Yeah, so in 2021, they closed it down. So you can't go in now. But you can look around outside. Okay, you can drive by it. But they advise you to not stay too long because there could be more rocks coming down. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, speaking of rocks. Oh, yeah. Number four on our list of unusual roadside attractions that you should visit. And this is one that we had to stop at. Oh, yeah, I went in this one. The Hole in the Rock in Moab, Utah. Oh, yeah, we drove by there on the way to Moab. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, my God, we got to stop. But, of course, he kept going. Yeah, I kept going because we were going pretty fast. Well, that's true. And I see this big sign on the side of the cliff that says Hole in the Rock. And I'm thinking, okay. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. It was, you know, a bit touristy. I probably should have stopped then, but I had traffic behind me and everything. But when we came back, heading back that way because we had to go back that way around Colorado we did stop yes and I went in there you insisted I know well tell us about the hole in the rock all right it started out as a cave where cowboys camped in the early 20th century mm-hmm. built in 1945 two brothers Albert and Leo Christensen they expanded the space and created the hole in the rock diner oh wow however many visitors would come into the diner in the 50s and they didn't have any money 
They came to Utah to stake their claim in the uranium mines. That's right. Uranium yeah. is huge yes. in Utah mm-hmm. and Moab. Yeah. So Albert would give them a free meal and cold beers, and then they'd go in the back and chisel away to help him build these rooms back there and give back. Oh, I see. Because they couldn't pay. So he wanted to expand the hole in the rock. Right. And maybe create more rooms right. in the side of that mountain. And he did, but it took him 12 years to do that. Wow. He excavated 50,000 cubic feet of sandstone turning it into a 14 room house with a fireplace 65 foot chimney and a gigantic concrete bathtub built wow. into the rock so albert lived in the hole with his wife gladys until <laughs> it just doesn't make sense my wife gladys and i we live in a hole <laughs> well yeah <laughs> until he died in 1957 uh-huh. after his death gladys opened the gift shop she sold her handmade rock jewelry mm-hmm then she started allowing visitors in to view her home. I was reading where they said that she would sit on the couch or maybe take a nap on the couch and people would come walking through. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. it's very strange. That is very strange. <laughs> After she died in 1974, a couple purchased it and added a zoo and another gift shop. The original houses remained untouched and they still give tours. So it still looks exactly the same as it did when Albert and Gladys lived there. It's really something. I stayed with the RV. I did not go into the hole in the rock. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But Patty did. Yeah. All right. Number five on our list, the Dog Bark Park Inn in Cottonwood, Idaho. (laughs) This is a dog hotel, but it's for people. Right. It's a hotel and a and b And this hotel is built in the shape of a beagle. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a famous landmark in it's the state. It's a giant dog. Oh, yeah, it is. Now, don't tell me you enter from the rear. No. <laughs> well, first of all, a husband and wife team, they're self-taught chainsaw artists. Okay. They make dogs. Their big break came in 1995 when their carvings were sold on QVC television. Whoa. Remember QVC? Sure, that was before yeah. all this All the internet stuff. stuff. Then they did nothing but carve dogs for 18 months, made a bundle of money, and they invested it all in developing the Dog Bark Park. Guests enter the Beagle from a private second-story balcony. Uh huh. Up on another level inside leads to the head of the dog with additional sleeping space and a cozy raised alcove in the dog's muzzle. Wow. It sleeps four. Okay. A queen bed and two twin fold-out side-by-side mats in the loft. Dogs are allowed. I was going to say, it better be pet friendly. (laughs) Now, the lodging season is April through August, Mm -hmm. and the rates are $158 per night, and that's based on double occupancy. Okay. It includes breakfast. Okay. Two night minimum, Mm. so, yeah. Well, that's good, and it includes breakfast. Yes. That works. And they create over 60 different breeds and poses of dog. If you're a dog lover, you can't drive by there. Right. Number six on our list is Snake Alley. Oh, Snake Alley. In Burlington, Iowa. It's not what you think. This is not about snakes, is it? No, it is not. This is a road that was constructed in 1894. It connects the residential district at the top with the commercial district at the bottom. Snake Alley is five half curves, two quarter curves, and drops 58 feet over a distance of 275 feet. I guess Ripley's, believe it or not, calls it unbelievably crooked. (laughs) It's like Lombard Street in San Francisco. Yeah. And the whole road is made of brick, 
And in the wintertime, they chain it off. Yep, I can see why. People would, yeah, exactly. That would be a mess. So you got to stop there if you're in Iowa. Yeah. All right, if you are in California, you might want to stop at number seven here. (laughs) Bubblegum Alley. Yeah, in San Luis Obispo. It sounds kind of gross. It does, doesn't it? Is it the walls that are all covered with bubblegum? Yes. No It's a 15-foot high wall. And a 70-foot-long alley, mm-hmm. and it's just lined with chewing gum left by passersby. Wow. I know. There's another wall similar to that in Pike's Place Marketplace in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But this one started in the late 1950s as a rivalry between San Luis Obispo High School and Cal Poly students. As soon as the Poly students suspected that the high school was trying to outdo them on the gum walls, the college students stepped up their game and immediately became more creative, thus launching Bubblegum Alley. Well, it beats having it on the sidewalks. Yeah, that's true. You know, you ever step in gum? Oh, my gosh. You want to just slap the person who spit it out. Yeah, it makes you mad. In any case, by the 1970s, Bubblegum Alley was well underway. And when shop owners complained that it was unsanitary and disgusting, which it really is gross. Uh Uh-huh. The alley underwent a full cleaning. The gum graffiti survived two thorough cleanings in the 70s. Over the years, they've tried to clean it, but it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So they just keep it going, though. Right. I mean, this gum stretches from the base to at least 10 feet up the wall. Wow. From pretty much the entire alley. I mean, you know, what do you do? Stick your gum on there and then come back in a couple years ago? Let me see if I can find my gum. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) But don't worry. If you forgot to bring your own piece of gum... They have a gum machine. They sell it, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. Whoa, it's right outside gosh. the alley. Let's get on to number can, eight. Can you imagine how much that machine makes selling gum? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Number eight is the Geographic Center of the United yes. States. Yes. And this is in Belfort, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. We've been there. We have. But there's a little trick to this, isn't there? There is. The Geographic Center of the Nation monument was originally in Lebanon, Kansas. That's when we had 48 states. Right. Now, when Hawaii and Alaska were added, they had to change the center of the nation. Yep, in 1959. Right. So they shifted it northwest to a farm outside Belfort, South Dakota. They put up an American flag, 
And there's a sign saying the true center of the nation. Mm -hmm. Now, in 2007, they built a monument in the heart of Belfort. Mm -hmm. But the real center is 15 miles north of there. Most people don't know that. No, they They don't. They think when they go to that monument, because there's a visitor center there, they think, oh, we're at the center of the nation. Right. And they're really not. No, it's 15 miles north of town. You drive there Mm -hmm. and you'll see an American flag out in a pasture. And at its base is a U.S. government National Geodetic Survey marker set in a mass of concrete extending 36 inches below the surface of the ground. Oh, wow. So it is official by the federal government. Yes. That is the center of the United States. Now, remember when we were there? So after we were there at that center, we went to the one in town right. at the visitor center. And that's really, really impressive. It's yeah, a that's nice place. pretty cool. They have a flag from every state. Yeah. It's really nice. And as we were there, there was a family. There was a mom and dad, and but they have three kids. Yeah, they're from Columbus. Three kids. That's right. Three kids from Columbus. And they were so excited they were at the center of the nation. And we said, you know what? This really isn't the center. This is not it. And and the dad goes, what? Yeah. And I gave him the coordinates from my phone when Mm -hmm. I was taking pictures. And he said, let's go. And they did. And they did. They had a vacation. They were just traveling all around that area, just checking everything out. Mm -hmm. So they were so excited. They got in their van and they left. They took off. Sure enough, not too long after that, he sent me a picture. Yeah. And he said... There they were with the American flag. Yeah, he said, we made it. We, we made found it. it. We found Thank it. Thank you. Oh, they were all excited. I know. I was so. It was just really exciting that they they sent that to us and let us know. That so was I was a, glad that I was able to help them. That was a great moment. Yeah. It really was. All Let's right, get on to next? number nine, the Flintstones Bedrock City in Arizona. And yeah. you know what? We have been by there twice and we have not seen it. We didn't know about it until oh, now. Man, I'll tell you, if I mm. would have seen this, we would have stopped. Yeah. It's on Highway 64 near 180, north of 40, and about halfway to the Grand Canyon. Now, the reason we missed it was because we came up 180 to 64, and mm-hmm. we turned right to go to the Grand Canyon. Right. And there was so much traffic going by that we were more concerned about keeping our eyes on the road, and we missed the Flintstones Bedrock City. Yeah. Darn it. Now, this is actually part of Raptor Ranch, and there's an RV park there as well. You can see birds of prey, and they have the mock-up of the famous Flintstones cartoon from the 60s. And they got several buildings. They got Fred, Wilma, Betty, Barney, and they've all, they've all been really recreated really well. That's pretty cool. You can slide down the back of a big brontosaurus. Oh, my God. You can visit the drive-in where Fred gets his food and the car tips over. Uh. I think they even have his car there. And you can go through some of the homes. Now, they all look like they do in the cartoon. They look like they're made out of stone. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. That is awesome. So if you're a fan of the Flintstones, that is a must especially if you're on your way to the Grand Canyon. That's right. They're coming back. And speaking of highways and unusual sights and sounds, Uh brings us to number 10. Yes. The musical highways. This is a really cool phenomenon. There are several in America and quite a few around the world. They're actually rumble strips, specially spaced. So when your car drives over them at 45 miles an hour, your tires create a song. Now, one is near Albuquerque, New Mexico on 333, which is an old part of Route 66. It may not be open anymore because they've been doing a lot of construction in that area. Oh, okay. But 
I've got the sound of it. Let's hear what it sounds like. It plays America the Beautiful. And if you go over it, this is what it sounds like. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty cool. I hope you heard it okay. Another one, another musical highway, and I've been to this one, is in Lancaster, California. Our daughter Mackenzie took me there. We're on our way to Mammoth Mountain. Mm -hmm. We're going to go hiking. And she says, oh, you got to hear this. It's just north of Los Angeles. And that one plays the William Tell Overture. And it sounds like this when you drive over it. Isn't that incredible? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool that they can do that. I think the one in California, the workers just did it on a whim. How do they know how to do that? You know, it's a little mathematical equation. I guess so. On how to make that happen. And it works. It's really a pretty clever thing. Wow. But it takes a lot of work. No doubt about it. Well, there you have 10 unusual roadside sites that maybe you should stop and pay attention to. That's right. Sometimes I don't pay attention as well. You don't. No. A lot of times you say, no, let's yeah, just let's keep just going. Let's just keep going. we got to be there. Oh, my gosh. i got to slow down. And it's hard, though, with the RV. It's nice when we're in the car and we can yeah, that's go true. check out stuff. Yeah, but... it's a little bit different when you're trying to park a 38-foot RV with a car being towed behind yeah. it. But we'll make it a point to see more for sure. Yep, we sure will. Hey, that's it for this week's episode on Rockin' the RV Life. We're brought to you by the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper and Cleveland.com. Thank them very much. And until next week, remember, don't drive on the rumble strips because that means you're going off the road or across the center line. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.